Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With shoppers buying everything online these days, getting those holiday gifts for family and friends is going to be harder than ever. But no need to worry because our friends at Seattle Shirt Company have got us covered. Jay and the team have an unbelievable selection of NFL and NBA jerseys for everyone on your list. These jerseys are 100% authentic, from current superstars like LeBron James to the all-time legends like Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Walter Payton. Seattle Shirt Company has it all. And right now, for our listeners, we have a special one-time only pre-Black Friday Cyber Monday deal. Everything you buy at seattleshirt.com is 30% off. So head to seattleshirt.com and enter the code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for 30% off your entire order. Shipping is always free. Seattle Shirt Company, helping you get ready for the holidays a little bit early. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow, and SB Live Sports on the Believe Podcast Network. We continue to bring unique and interesting conversations in the world of sports. A lot of times it's basketball. Today, it's high school football, and that's of a lot of interest in particular in the Pacific Northwest because Washington is one of very few states that is not able to play football this season. And it's something that is definitely on the hearts and minds of a lot of coaches who want to impact young student athletes through the game of football. Today's guest, Benji Sonicson, head football coach at Mead in Spokane, Washington. Benji, Thanks for joining. How is life for you and your family these days? Definitely interesting. Thanks, Dan, for having me on. Um, it's always great to, to talk about young people and, and working with them. That's a passion of mine. And we're hanging in there. Obviously, the state of Washington, we don't have any sports going on. So we're having to find creative ways of how to connect with our young people. And it's a challenge. I got three high school um, meet high school student athletes living underneath my roof right now and they all play sports and so you know I, I feel I, I see on a personal level as a coach and a dad um, the impact on our young people and so my heart hurts for them all the young people um, around our country and um, especially you know my own school and my own kids. You mentioned football coaches in, in particular in the state of Washington have to get really creative in regards to continuing to have an impact uh, on their student athletes. A lot of times uh, out of season at the high school level, unfortunately, coaches are out of sight, out of mind. Maybe they're not influencing their, their players in a positive light. You have taken the opposite approach uh, during COVID. Now you can't have on-field practices. I know the weight, weight room workouts are definitely – uh, limited or non-existent as well due to the current guidelines. But you are trying to stay involved and really motivate and help your kids get through this unprecedented and difficult time. Can you share with us a little bit about uh, where you came up with the idea and why you wanted to stay involved? 
I think it first starts with, you know, we got a, we have a dilemma, an issue, a problem, however you want to phrase it. And that's, you know, I feel helpless. I'm used to working with young people, challenging them, encouraging them, moving through a season, um, helping, de- helping develop team. And now we're in a situation where, you know, we're kind of stuck and the off season get, is getting longer and longer. So it starts with that problem. And um, I'm trying to solve the problem. And so solving the problem is I've just started writing to uh, my, my, my athletes that I work with. And it, it's come through, um, you know, Google Classroom I use as my platform. And you can obviously use it lots of different ways. So I've created a football class and I just write to my guys. And it's a bunch of stuff that I, that I share sporadically throughout a season. And now it's, it's more of an intense focused time. And uh, this all developed when I was in college and I played for uh, Frosty Western at PLU. And a lot of the stuff comes from Tom Moore, my other mentor at, at Prosser. Um, his son's the offensive coordinator at, for the Dallas Cowboys. And so those two men have had tremendous impact on me understanding team and um, what I can share with young people. And, and I've obviously put my own twist on it as well. But that's, that's where I'm coming from. With putting together a more kind of intense and detailed program to impact students, uh, student athletes at this time, what has the buy-in been like uh, for, from your players? Because I'm sure, you know, young, young kids a lot of times, if, again, if it's out of sight, out of mind, you know, they don't kind of have that full buy-in. Has there been a, a great response and then a, a willingness to really kind of get outside their comfort zone and work with you and really try to learn during this time? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, you know, without seeing them, I mean, we have a hybrid, hybrid schedule, which we're the biggest school in the state that actually has kids coming onto our campus, you know, our, our school district. Um, so that's a good thing, but I can, I can guarantee you it's, it's not the same because we got protocols we have to follow where everyone's super spread out. You know, I'm used to bringing my classes up real close together and talking to them and, and it's different. I mean, I'm on the microphone a lot, you know, so it's, it, it's really different, but we're doing the best we can. I, so a lot of this stuff is online and you don't really know what's sinking in um, with the, with the young people, but I just keep trying. And I think that's the biggest thing is just to keep trying. And so I'm just sharing from my heart a lot and I'm trying to challenge from afar. I mean, I'm, I think I do better in person with them. But, you know, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm casting out lots of nets and I'm trying to hope, hopefully catch a little bit of fish, you know. And so – With this current time, the, the best coaches have had to get really creative regardless of level, and that's to help um, continue to teach and coach at this time. You, you've come up with something that uh, sounds like it's having an impact on, on the student-athletes in your football program at Mead. You sent me, and I looked over, and I, I really like it. There's 10 topics that your Mead football team is really trying to cover um, during this current COVID season, where you would typically have a practice every day, gearing up, getting ready for Friday night football. Uh, you can't do that. So you're impacting them in other ways. The 10 topics, why was it 10 topics, and what is the, what, what is the thought behind each one? Is it Are they different in how you – share with the student athletes and get them to respond and engage? Yeah. I, you know, really what it comes down to is you have 10 weeks in a, you have 10 weeks during the football season. And so I like to try to cover one topic a week 
Um, but these are 10 topics I feel really comfortable about. They're 10 topics I feel um, I can grab video resources, uh, current video resources from different athletic venues to support, to drive home points. And, um, you know, we talk after practice and during a regular season, our varsity has team meetings on Monday that we talk about different things and trying to build character inside their life. And so the first one we talk about is what do you have control over? And I think a lot of people miss that. And um, it's a crucial, crucial issue for um, framing competition and you know the uh, what we struggle with a lot um, is compare comparing ourselves and wishing we're on this team wishing we were this position blah 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 the list goes on and on and so the first thing is what do you have control over and so we talk about some of these issues like you have control over the effort you give each day you have control over your service and how and what you give to your team and you know i mean the sky's the limit you can take this as far as you want and we talk about specific issues um, or, or topics inside of a season. They have control over that, their attitude towards their teammate. They have control over how coachable they are, their focus, um, how they respond to adversity and keep their chin up. I mean, these are all great life lessons, right? And then we will do, you know, um, we will, we'll flip it on them and we'll say, do you have control over the officials and what call they're going to make? You have control of uh, how the fans are going to react. <laughs> they might boo you, whatever it, right? Uh, you know all about that, right, Dan? Um, <laughs> you, do, you you, do you have control over what position your coach is going to play you at? Um, what about if you're all league or the other GSO coaches, if they vote for you? Do you have control over the scoreboard? If you're, if you're on the sideline and all of a sudden something crazy happens and you weren't even out in the game, did you have control over that? So what can you control? And that's the first thing we start with. And we just pound that in their head over and over again throughout a season. And I think it's just super crucial for us to understand in life and in the game. I think that's a great initial starting topic to get kids to understand and buy in at the high school level because so many times – the first thing that you mentioned, comparing oneself to another, whether it's a freshman comparing uh, themselves, thinking they should be a varsity player like a junior or senior would be because of all the outside influences, whether it's maybe a parent or a youth league coach or just their friends kind of always kind of talking about comparison. And that's something that in American society, it, it's almost inevitable. Everybody's always comparing one or the other. Myself as a broadcaster, you know, I fall into that trap quite a bit where, you know, if I'm looking at a, a team and doing my prep, my research, a lot of times I'll ask a coach, hey, give me a comp for that player. Who do, you, who do they remind you of? So getting somebody, a young student athlete to think of themselves as unique and different and finding ways that they can excel is definitely important. I think one of the other ones that really jumps out at me because of the day and age in COVID that we're in is number four on your list, Benji, and that's handling adversity. What, what would, what is your message to your players in handling adversity? We have three pillars in our program and one of them is setback comeback. And um, I think that this is huge and you will, you will witness on a Friday night at Joe Albee stadium under the lights uh, 
when we have an adverse moment, all of a sudden our players start walking up and down the sidelines saying setback, comeback, setback, comeback. We break our huddles with that all the time. We try to create these situations at practice and put a lot of stress on them, our players. So, and, and, you know, we're very demanding at the varsity level. We need to understand that we're going to make mistakes as human beings. We're going to make mistakes as, um, as athletes and teams. And what you do with that mistake determines a lot. Um, so our mantra is setback, comeback, where you have a setback in life. And what are you going to do? Hang your head, fall into self-pity, mope, blame other people, blame, complain game, right? Or are you going to come right back? And so we, we preach that and we talk about it and we address issues. So, you know, one of the things is we talk about when you have a setback, you don't just come back and be tough, all that type of stuff. You have to step back from your situation. You have to reanalyze your situation. And sometimes you have to go at it a different way. Now, is there a cookie cutter recipe or a book on how to write this? I mean, I think all of our situations are different. Let's take kind of a complex one. Let's say you're going for a starting position, whatever sport you're in, and you have a setback, meaning the coach doesn't go with you, okay? You might have to step back, reanalyze the situation, determine if you were just a position player or you are a true competitor, and now you might have to go at it a different way and maybe find out if there's a different opportunity for you to be involved. So that's kind of a complex one. Or it could be you have a setback, like let's talk the game of football. You, you know, something bad happens, you fumble the ball as a running back, and you have to come back and think about ball security, flush your mistake, and be ready to come back in the game the next time and do a better job. So it can be a simple approach or it can be a complex approach. Um, I think the other thing too is a lot of times that goes with this is when you have a setback, you can take on this me against the world attitude or you're just going to be tougher and you're going to, you know, basically forget everyone else and it's me against the world and I got to figure this out. Or you can have a setback. You can look at, look and lean into your resources and actually attack things smarter, not harder. And, you know, there's a difference between those, those couple of items right there. And so we're always talking about like we set goals and we try not to make it complex goals, simple goals. What do you need to work on and how are you going to do that? And you have limited time during your week schedule and, you know, so that we set goals throughout a full football season. It's not just off season stuff. It's during the season. With the buy-in that it sounds like your, your team has had from freshmen to seniors, have there been uh, any moments of going through these, these 10 topics where you've had a, a, an individual player kind of step out and really put themselves in a leadership position that makes you think, wow, this kid or this player or this maybe couple players gets what we're trying to do and they are really embracing it and leading others. Yeah, that's when it becomes special, right? I mean, when the teaching um, sinks in and then they become the teachers, you know, where it's like you teach someone how to fish. Now they know how to fish and now they start teaching other people how to fish. 
Um, we've had that numerous times. Um, one of the ones that stands out to me the most is a player we had in 2018. It, he was a very undersized outside linebacker. His name was Cy Campbell. It, literally, he was, he was 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, and 147 pounds. And um, he could play against the very best. And so when we, we had a shootout against Graham Kapowson in the playoffs, and he was known to take on their fullback that was 230, and he just cut the guy in half. This kid, Desai, was a guy that took goal setting to a whole new level. I mean, he would, get, he would run out to practice, and he would work on the things that he would work on. And he was so great at um, vocalizing his, his ed- attitude and effort and what he could give and what he could control towards his team that the whole team rose around him. He, he became our team leader. Um, as an undersized outside linebacker that barely, you know, made the starting lineup his senior year and didn't play varsity until his senior year. You know, I mean, we had talented players all around him, but uh, he was he he embraced um, all of that. It's always a player-driven and led team. I've always felt has more uh, opportunity to maximize their potential than a coach-led team. And that is hard to find at the high school level, uh, simply because kids are at that age where they're still trying to find themselves and understand uh, many of these topics that, that are on your list. You know, the, the taking on the responsibility of themselves, thinking of others as opposed to themselves first. How has the buy-in been from the parents um, in the Mead community in regards to, hey, you know, we can't play football at this time, but... I'm seeing growth in my kids uh, because of these off-field activities that you're working on. I get a little bit of that through um, – we just, we just had one recently about a, you know, a special email that came and just a letter of gratitude and thank you uh, for investing in our young people. I, I mean, without you know, having team dinners, without seeing parents after games, without you know, the, the, the camaraderie that we get, the summer involvement of having – of having uh, team barbecues, all that type of stuff. It's, it's been hard to connect with parents because um, it's, it's always so much a part of just our season and how we do things. Um, so, so, I mean, you know, they know that they know that we're working with their kids cause they're coming to school and all that stuff. But I mean, th- those are the special moments is when you see parents after games, when, you know, senior night would have just been last Friday and, you know, people come up and, and thank you and, and hug on you and, you know, the time that you've had with their sons and those type of things. So those, that's what we're missing right now. And that's what we need to get back to is all those special moments. COVID has been difficult for, for every sport in the state of Washington and, and pushing back the calendar and the timeline of, of when things might happen. It's looking like the WIA is starting to provide a little bit of guidelines and a little bit of hope that there will be sports of some kind uh, really kind of starting hopefully in January. When you get the news that football is good to go and it's obviously not going to be in the the traditional fall setting, what's going to be the most joyful part of you running a practice again? Oh, just, just all the, the structured, the detail, 
you know, um, teaching some of our routines again. I'm, I'm a big routine guy, you know. It's like I eat the same thing for breakfast every morning, you know, that type of stuff. I mean, just like all of our us former athletes and coaches and people that work with athletes, a lot of us are routine people, right? And so I miss our routines bad. And I know our players do too. So, you know, we have a zero-hour class from, from 7 a.m. Uh, before school starts. And, I, you know, we have 60 people in there and 40 football guys are in that class. And it's just like getting that going again, you know, where we start the day off with a bang. And I got to be ready um, as their teacher and coach right away, you know, uh, when the sun comes up. So th those things are super, super important um, for all of us. And um, but just the routines. And then, you know, obviously game days are special. Um, when, when you get older, though, right, it's, and you start coaching, it's more about the preparations that you really enjoy. Um, I think there's some young people that enjoy the preparations, but they mostly like the games, right? But the preparations, the film sessions, you, you know, just working on growing the team, the, the bumps in the road, uh, the rivalry games. I mean, the, the colors on Friday night and, and all the different things that go along with just high school sports. Um, and so, you know, th those are the special moments that, that you're looking forward to again. Well, Benji, I appreciate you, you jumping on the podcast and sharing a little bit of how you are impacting uh, student athletes in your football program up here in Spokane at Mead High School. Um, if there's other coaches that are out there listening, uh, hopefully that maybe it spurs and motivates them to take a chance and get involved, even though there's not practices and games right now, they can still be a big influence on these young people's lives. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, Benji, is it okay that uh, they reach out to you through email and maybe you can share with them some of what we have discussed here on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I think, you know, this, I call it the inner game, this, the mental side of, of competition and athletics and sports that carry over to, all the other things that, you know, the life lessons we build, I think it's super important. My college coach used to say that the mental game is just as important as the physical game, and if not more. And so, you know, it keeps us going. Um, it creates awesome dialogue and conversations. And, you know, um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, more, I'm all about it. So thanks, Dan, for having me on. And if this can reach out to anyone else or they just want to visit about it, I would love to work with other coaches and talk with them. Absolutely. Well, appreciate your time, Benji. Uh, if it's all right with you, we'll, we'll include your email address uh, on the link on the scorebooklive.com backslash Washington site. So for the ISO, I've been Dan Dickow. Our guest today has been Benji Sonicson doing a phenomenal job impacting student athletes during this COVID pandemic in the Spokane area. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.